This episode is sponsored by Insight Graphics, your number one stop shop for design, print, signs, and vehicle wraps. You can find them on their website at insightgraphics.com. E-N-S-I-G-H-T-G-R-F-X. You can also follow them on social media at Insight Graphics. Welcome, everyone. Hey. What's up, guys? It's your boy, B-Boy. Being a host and my co-host. Maravilla. Welcome, right. guys. How you guys doing? All right. So this is our pilot, our number one episode, I guess, or pre-episode, you can yeah, say. We call it pre-episode. Okay. So, um, you know, you know what the bad thing about this is it took what? us three hours to set this thing up. Uh, yeah. You guys got to see the studio. <laughs> it's freaking nuts. Like, it's nuts. Cables are here, charges over there, and it took us a while to start recording. But as we said, this is the pilot, so we see how it goes. Yeah. You know, we don't normally record because we're n- normally hyping people up in a mic yeah so this is a little bit this is a bit different of an environment it is a little different because i'm literally just <laughs> wondering what am i gonna say next <laughs> all right so um so uh b-boy what um what inspired you to actually start this podcast dang, that was quick all right okay i mean all right so uh let me see when i started i think i was uh 19 no 18 18, yes. I was 18, and I was starting off in my older brother's room, actually, when he moved out. And he had a... Uh, so who is your brother? I'd rather not give him free promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do your brother like that. Show your brother out. I'm just kidding. Shout out to DJ Manny J. Hey. He's a known legend around the area, tri-state area. Ooh. Oh, that's right. We're from Jersey. That's right. That's right. Okay, I forgot to say that. I, I heard. I, I've heard your brother being in uh, uh, some some DJ crew back in the days at a, uh, at, a uh, at a venue that's no longer open anymore. What was yeah. it? All, all, all zone. All star. All zone. All zone. All zone. Okay, but uh, what was he? Latin mix masters. Yeah. All right, Latin mix masters. Any veterans listening? Drop bomb. <laughs> we don't. We don't have effects. We don't have effects yet. <laughs> Edit it. We got it in. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my older brother, Manny, he, uh, he left his equipment there for me one night and his computer. And I just started playing. And guess what my first track was? What was your first track? It was uh, Steve Aoki, Boneless. So. That was my first track that I mixed in and I mixed in with Cash Cash, Take Me Home. So what was your first genre that you really got into, like when I, you first started DJing? Right. My, my, it has to be EDM. I love house music, electronic music, and it's, that's, it just gets me hyped. But when did you start to kind of transition into other genres, Latin, hip-hop, R&B? That's know? when uh, my brother was like, what are you doing? You got to play other music. And I was like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I started playing with his computer. I started playing reggaeton. Bachata, Dembo, I started playing all this and I don't know, it just, it, it, I guess I felt the beat <laughs> and I started feeling that rhythm and it took me a while to get my name though, but I, ha- I had my name in uh, established in high school actually. So did you do like the normal house parties? Like, did you do any of that? Or no, was it no, just- no, I, I never started out. No, no, I, I, I was literally just home. Homebody. So when did you actually start to kind of do events? Like when was like when was your first event? Was it like a was it a private party, like a suite, a wedding? Did so this you start- is crazy. My first night, my first gig, official gig. Like it wasn't even like a free gig. It was I actually getting paid for this gig because I had an opportunity. Okay. 
it had to be a real lounge with uh, R&M, with Milton. Wow. So we're talking about what? 2013? Wow. 2014? What a spot. Oh, we we, we can talk another episode about that club. Big time. And and actually, we're going to have guests for that. That one, that I got one, big ideas for that one. That one's gonna be a good one, guys. Yeah. So stay tuned to that one because mm-hmm. that one was a, that one was probably one of the best Thursday parties in the area. In around, the around area, the, in the Newark area, actually. Yeah. So that was my first night, and I was so nervous. And I invited all my friends out. They were so excited to see me play. And guess what? My first track was well, genre. What was your first genre? EDM. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it had to be. Yeah, it had to be, right? So I started like that. And um, uh, who was was hosting? AJ. AJ AJ Cajero. Yes, he was hosting. So I was just there with him. And then, you know, he's like, yo, let me rock out. So he let me rock out. I was there. I think it was like a 30-minute set. Uh So something quick? Something quick, yeah, because, you know, I didn't. I didn't know what Were to do. Were you nervous it. talking on the mic on the first time? Yes, I couldn't talk on the mic. I was so scared. Did you have somebody else talk for you on the mic? Well, it was AJ, the host. Okay. And then he stepped out, and I think uh, our boy Exclusivo came in. Nah. New Jersey Exclusivo. Caught him. Um, but yeah, that was my first night, and frankly, I was so freaking nervous. My hands were shaking. I was sweating. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to play. Did you get stuck? I did. Because I know that's usually like the biggest thing. Like when you first start, you're just like everything that you think that you might have practiced at the time. And then you get into an actual venue and you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like I went in there with like prepared playlist when I, I don't know. I, I thinking that people are going to rock out. To what I did. So let's start with the first song I ever mixed with. This is Steve Aoki, your phone list. This is the Feel the Night Mini Mix with DJ B-Boy. Let's get to the mix, baby. Let's go. It's time to feel the beat with DJ B-Boy. It's time to feel the beat with DJ B-Boy. Take me home. 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 Take me home.
with that little mix there right i loved it it was good all right i'm all pumped let's go to the gym <laughs> all right so let's change the topic here and uh i would love to uh for you guys to get to know my co-host his name is dj maravilla how you guys doing do you uh is there anything you want to so um started djing when i was probably 18 turning 19 
18 turning 19? 18 turning 19. I forgot. We had, we were, we're not the same age. So um, I kind of picked up. So I had my cousin. He was a turntablist. Um, so I kind of used to go to his house. Old school or new school? Old school. So vinyl. Vinyl. Techniques? Techniques. Nice. The MK2. And uh, actually, no. It was a... Uh, Vastec, a Vastec mixer. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Vastec mixer, and the uh, techniques. So it's okay. an old school, like the the crossfader thing is, is ridiculous. Okay. Super light. Right. But um, so just vinyl, like crates on crates on crates, old school hip hop, salsa on vinyl, like, you know, back in the days. Right. So like I used to watch him like practice, rock out in his basement, you know, and I got an interested on in it. Okay. So I bought myself like this. Like maybe hundred dollar Newmark, freaking uh, Newmark. Yeah, okay. uh, controller. Mixer, controller. And using you know virtual DJ because that's how you kind of. I think that's how I started. I started yeah, with virtual, yeah. um, and then kind of made a weird leap into Tractor. Tractor. S- Never used Tractor. So for people that don't know what Tractor is, Tractor is like a. It's more for like house music, okay. like EDM music. So it's not like the club standard that you find everywhere else. No. Everybody else using Serato. Serato or Serato D, um, Scratch Live. Some people yeah. still use Scratch Live. Um, yeah. So I was using that for a little bit. But then kind of once I started transitioning into the clubs, like right around the like 19 years, um, I saw that Serato is kind of the, the format. Scratch. Yeah. Scratch, scratch Live. Scratch, scratch Live. Yes. So I got myself an SL2 box. Box. Mm-hmm. I bought myself a mixer, mm-hmm. a CDJ, and just started practicing. The first... What was your first genre, actually, you played? First genre was actually uh, EDM. Oh, you see? It's easy. Because it's easy. Yeah. It's And, and the tempos aren't that like much High off. And big, and it, it, it just shows you. It's like 128 BPM. It's not that hard. It's not. But then I kind of started, like, then I kind of started practicing bachata. Um, which took me a really long before we time. get into I'm sorry before we get into that genre of whatever you know yeah genres that you're gonna be playing tell me what is your nationality actually so I'm actually Salvadorian you're Salvadorian so most people can think I'm Dominican yeah I'm you not Dominican I'm not Puerto Rican and the fades on the side you know I'm not black I'm full Salvadorian you guys, people are you guys like see him, he, he people looks, are like wait yeah <laughs> crazy um but okay so you're salvadorian yeah perfect so, um i got raised up on the cumbias growing up old school cumbias so you know the colombian the salvadorian you know old school merengue, merengue uh, so that, saturday mornings cleaning up with his oh family, yeah bro eight o'clock, eight o'clock eight o'clock in the morning in the morning <laughs> <laughs> get that banging on the door <laughs> you better wake your ass up <laughs> Um, to continue, so yeah, so um, I started doing teen nights actually. Where? Um, the first teen night that I actually did was at Abyss in the basement, um, under different promoters. That was by the shore, right? No, that was actually up here in uh, in Abyss. South Amboy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, P- okay, well, pure if you want to, right? Right, right, right. Um, so I did, they did a couple Latin nights, they were kind of like, eh, eh. Yeah, but then um, that mansion, which actually then became my residency, um, they started doing Tina because that was an untapped market okay. for Latin kids. And that area, the Brick Lakewood um, Point area, was very big with Spanish kids. And, you know, like they're not going to drive freaking 45 minutes to come up. So um, went there. We had very successful Latin teen nights. Um, 
and then that's where everything kind of just started growing from there. And uh, where where is Mansion located, actually? So Mansion wasn't brick. Uh-huh. Um, they were open for about maybe 10, 11 years. Wow. Um, so they had a really long standing in the nightclub scene. Uh, yeah. Now, when you started playing for uh, Mansion, um, you know, mo- mo- it was mostly Latin nights. Yeah. And but I had a nightclub before that, though. So I used to have this club called Redheads. Redheads? Yeah. Never heard of Redheads. So it was maybe 10 minutes away from my house, right right before the parkway. And this club... And you live around Long Branch, correct? Yeah. All right. Um, so this club was probably... Used to. Used to. They, they, they closed. Um, so this club was where every DJ in that area used to go through first. Local DJs, up-and-coming DJs. Up-and-coming up DJs. Every DJ that I've met... Uh-huh. When I started working, uh-huh. came through that nightclub. So that club was around for probably I think fifteen years or so. Okay. They 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 had a name change, but it was still the same owner. Uh-huh. And everybody, my parents used to go there, friends, like you know the whole nine. So I was resident there for three years, um, and then in my final year, that's when I kind of started transitioning to. But you learned a lot. Yes. You learned how to rock out a crowd. I had to pay my dues, and I opened for like a year and a half. You opened for a year and a half. That means, did you get paid? I got paid. Not too much. Not too much. So for everybody listening, sometimes as an up-and-coming DJ, uh, you have to just, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Because nowadays, people do it for exposure and for free, you know? Which it's okay for up and coming DJs, but it's like, don't you got bills to pay? Like, give yourself a little value, give yourself some worth, worth, you know. Sorry, um, but yeah. So I, I'm glad you got paid. You know, normally others don't get paid. But you know the crazy thing is that like with that though, because like, um, shout out to the homie DJ Bar because he was the one that put me on DJ Bar. He put me on to the nightclub scene. Okay. So I met him doing through college radio at Brookdale. And Man, you have a lot of history. Dude, yeah. You have more than me. <laughs> Why up and coming with you? Okay. Pero grandota, en la uni buena nota. Eh. 
Niña buena se le nota, pero le explota la nota y se hace la que no me conoce.
lo que se supone Ahí, bajito, ella me pide suave, suavecito Baila, bebé, que yo no me quito Tengo un truco ahí y un meneíto Mezclado dominicano, colombiano y ese son de Puerto Rico Solo deja que yo te agarre, baby Besos en el cuello pa' calmar la sed Mi mano en tu cadera pa' empezar Como es, no le vamos a bajar más nunca, mamá pa pa pa, pa baila, placata, placata Como ella lo mueve, sin parar, sin parar Las ganas de comerte, ahora son más fuertes Quiero tenerte
Okay, so you were booked at Rio. Right. End of, let's call it end of 2013, something like that? Yeah. yeah okay, so after Rio Lounge, you were there, what, let's call it 2014, 2015. Teen. Yeah. That's when it kind of... Started dying out. Started dying bit. out. After Rio Lounge, where did you start to really expand from there? Um, so normally, um, so what happened was that I was part of the whole R&M entertainment with Milton and Richie. Okay. So wherever they went, I went too. Okay. You know, it was, it was me and my two boys, uh, J-Rod, shout out to him and Exclusivo. So wherever, um, Milton and Richie had a party, that, uh, what was our next party? Our next party was... DM? No, it was JQ Lounge. It was JQ, uh, JQ Lounge around the Ironbound section. Another story I would love to get in, and it's so freaking crazy. So we'll save that. We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> but um, from there, I that that's when I started to uh, catch a little buzz around the nightlife. Nothing crazy, but DJ started hearing about me. Promoters knew me through Milton and Richie. Shout out to them. And after that, I just started playing. I started playing. I started playing. I started getting to know the crowd, what to play. Um. And, you know, I, I started figuring out, like, is this something that I really want to pursue? You know, like for, 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 I don't know, for a while. But I, what, like, what, what was the thing where you were like, okay, like maybe this could actually be something? When, when did you realize that, that this could be something? When I started paying my bills, the money helped a lot. Do you and remember what, what, what spot it was? That you actually felt like, oh, wow, like this. That, that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I started coming up, um, JQ Lounge was a spot for me. Because I normally, yes, there was a couple spots here and there. And I had little private events with my brother. But it wasn't something that it was me, you know. But um, So you didn't see yourself as a, as a private event DJ? At the time, no. Okay. I, I thought it was whack. I thought it was boring. Because you're playing for... I I understand you're supposed to pay for the crowd, but it's like it wasn't my vibe yet. Okay, I, I was still young. I didn't know. So after JQ Lounge started getting a little buzz, and that's when you came in the picture, and you and your boy Cass. That was 2014, summer of 2014. Right. Okay. So then you invited me down to Long Branch. No, Brick. 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 To mansion. Down the shore to Mansion. And who was your first night with? Uh, what did you bring me up with? It was you, right? And who else? Uh, Big radio DJ now. Is it? We brought you with Alex. Oh, that's right. With Alex and Station. It that's was, right. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. You brought me down. It was good. It was packed. Oh, yeah. It was packed. Fun night, right? Oh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> it was a very fun night. <laughs> but then after uh, Mansion, it was a great time. Um... Then I came up north and I just started looking around, see spots, see where I can go. I started getting into uh, Bliss in Clifton. So was so so Bliss was one of them. But what are other venues that like from at the time? I was like I I wasn't getting booked that much. You know, I was just. With, Do you feel like it was hard because of yeah, it was hard not being established. Right, right. People promoters are very. I don't want to sound very mean, but they were very picky, and if you didn't offer much to the table they would not book you especially for the price that you would want aka birthdays yes they would hit you like yo you got a vip for me if not i can't book you oh and there's a lot of people like that even now so we're gonna actually save that topic for another podcast too 
Because it's a lot. We're not dropping names, but there's a lot, lot of cheese And the DJ scene. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. After that, you know, just DJing around, trying to get my name out there, doing mixes. was my thing. People catch me on SoundCloud back then. SoundCloud was the shit. It was. But you know what killed SoundCloud, though? And, and a quick diversion. When... I guess SoundCloud got bought out by like some big like music company, right? And everybody was getting hit with for like mu- like copyright strikes. Mm-hmm. Because, oh yeah, because I remember my SoundCloud. Like I had, I think something like three to four hundred followers. I've had mixes that had like tens of thousands of plays, just because like the crowd that I kind of went for, like the crowd that I had. Um, it was a lot of like Central South American, so it was like very like Spanish, Spanish, but. <laughs> I can't complain though because those mixes were getting massive downloads, massive plays. But you know, now the transitioning the Mixcloud, it's not, it's not the same because not really a lot of people know what Mixcloud is. They, they were don't. so used to SoundCloud, SoundCloud and it was so much easier to yeah. like go in and to navigate. Yeah, and I think it killed a lot of people in that in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. I had you know, like you said, you your mixes were dropped, mine were too. You know, so that's why I gave up. And mind you, I was paying monthly. Yeah, I'm the same boat. Yeah, so I, I was, was like, like, I'm not. It's fourteen ninety nine a yeah, month. I was like, no, thank you. So I, that's when I transitioned to Mixcloud. But either, either, whether I like it or not, SoundCloud really gave me a little buzz too, because okay. people that I knew um, started hitting me up, telling me how much they appreciate their mixes and how much, uh, you know, how much I grew from the beginning and everything. But yeah, I mean, now I'm transitioning. Now I'm in. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Mixcloud, you know? So you got it all pretty much. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I mean, I think that's pretty much the way to kind of go on this. Because now it's it's a competition now oh. to get yourself out in this area. Right. And it's hard. It is. Nobody understands it. Oh, 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 oh,
Argentina. Sácalo de la ciudad, vámonos, rubla y vecina. Que nos vamos para Jamaica, pon a rotar la machina. Que en la calle ya está falla, prendino con gasolina. Y dale, prendela, prendela y prendela. No quemame la boca y dale, pásala. Y dale, prendela, prendela y prendela. Salme el de agua, tú si no te abrazala. que trabaje, yo los días ya me busca pa' que la maje. Yo te guarda duro, pero después que encaje. El mejor, hey. haciéndolo de bow. Hey. Cuando ya lo mueve, manito monta un show. ¿Y quién es que te gusta? El alfa. El alfa. ¿Y quién es que te mata? El alfa. El alfa. Yo soy su gato, ella es mi gata. Nadie se coro contigo, tú no gata. Yo soy su gato, ella es mi gata. Esta es una camioneta, recogimos la vaina, que llegó la avioneta. Andamos ruleta en una camioneta, recogimos la vaina, que llegó la avioneta. Coronao, 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 nao, nao, coronao, 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 nao, nao, coronao, 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 nao, nao, coronao, 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 andamos ruleta en una camioneta, recogimos la vaina que llegó la avioneta, andamos ruleta en una camioneta, recogimos la vaina que llegó la avioneta, coronao, 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 nao, nao, 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 yo soy el único en dominicana con todos los contactos. Yo controlo todo manito, como que un lacto. Todos los bloques en Paraguay, picante, calentón, matón. Pues coge los batón, te quito con darle un botón ratón. Salte de la vía, traicionate por dinero. Yo te presenté la con y te volviste un cuero. Tú no estás mirando que los vueltos lo botamos. La leche la botamos, te pasa, te matamos. La maleta y los bultos, llénalo de cuarto. Llénalo de cuarto, llénalo de cuarto. La maleta y los bultos, llénalo de cuarto. Llénalo de cuarto, llénalo de cuarto. La maleta y los bultos, llénalo de cuarto. Llénalo de cuarto, llénalo de cuarto. La maleta y los bultos, llénalo de
como tú querías. La bocina y la discoteca son mías, tengo la calle prendida. Mujeres diferentes todos los días, vivo la vida como siempre quería. Tiro los puertos para arriba porque yo sé buscarlo. Soy un minero, nunca me ha dado para gastarlo. Papi, menos de dos meses me busco como tres palos. Y te de lleno de Dios porque no saben buscarlo. We're in 2020 now. So when you first started DJing back in 2014 to now, what's the di- what's the major differences you've seen in the club? Like what's what's changed? There's a lot of gimmicks now. And what do you mean by that? Uh, I don't. Do you think it's too political? I don't. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. I think everyone has their own little crew. I think everyone has their own specific DJ that you see in the flyer every freaking week. And do you feel like now that? You know, being we're now in 2020, do you feel like it's a lot harder to kind of transition into a newer club? Like, if you think about it back then, maybe it wasn't as much. Um, it wasn't as hard to kind of get yourself into a club versus now, where it's just like if you're not rolling with a certain crew, crew, mm-hmm. you're kind of like just pushed away or not looked at in a sense of way. Right. I mean, thank God I was I was uh. I was, you know, on the road with my two boys, J. Rod and Exclusivo, you know, like they helped me out. But now it's like, now honestly, I'm on my own. Yes, I'm working by myself. I'm, I'm booking gigs by myself. But no, one thing I, I figured out, not figured out, but something that I know in the nightlife scene is if you don't have a good relationship with the promoter, you're never going to get booked. And one way to get to a promoter's heart, which sounds so weird, if you start booking VIPs. Which is true. Though, Which but- is okay. Yes, they it, the VIPs, you know, pay for your booking depending how much you're getting paid. Essentially, you know? yeah, right. But not everyone's celebrating their birthday every other week. That is true. No one has. Well, right now, I mean, no one has the money to really be spending. I mean, we're at ta- least eight hundred dollars on bottle service. We, you know what we I mean? We in tax season. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe in April we can get there. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, it's it's a struggle, you know. But. I don't know. It's like you you need to find the right people to get connected to. And you have to build relationships. And that's why I always like see DJs, you know, other DJs, you know, they. I'm sorry to say this, but some of them are really, really, really big headed. And I don't get why. Like, you know, like when I started, I was very cool. But there were times when people that I knew in my own family humbled the fuck out of me. What you need though, because yes. you can't you can't have an ego. You can't because if you have this ego on top of you, you you think that you're some shit, but when you're not. You're replaceable. Exactly. You know, but you know it, it's like one time, like you told me this story at, at Mansion. Someone was like, "Hey, tell the DJ no." What was it? You tell, uh, tell the owner. That's right. Tell the owner I want X amount of money. Right. Tell the owner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the owner I want X I don't amount want to of drop money. Names, but yeah. I mean, or I'm not gonna play. But that was another. But no, it was another one. It's like um, your boy told the DJ, but then the DJ was like, "Talk to my manager." Oh yeah. Oh. Which is like, dude. Why? No. Why? Why? Why the middleman? Talk to me directly. Like I'm DJing. Talk to me. Like I have to. You. Ha- Here's the one thing, guys. If you're really listening. 
build a relationship where promoters, whether you think it's kissing ass, it's not. You're building a friendship. You have to build it. If not, you will never get booked. So essentially, you're, you have to network. Yeah. B- basically, yeah. But people fail to realize that, though. But even like, and, and what I've seen it now, though, because even if you network, it's like people don't pay you mind, though. And it's like now in the nightclub scene, it shouldn't. Yes, it's yes. I think a little bit should be like, yes, if you can bring people. But it also has to be the like, how do you DJ? Because if I go to a venue and the music is good and the DJ's not playing for themselves, I want to stay and I want to keep coming back. Right. Versus of, let's say you DJ and you just play for yourself. Right. Why do you think nightclubs don't last that long? Or places die out so quick because you see the same, let's call it five DJs that are in rotation at the spot, but it's the same song, the same order at the same time. The same sets. And it's the same four DJs playing the same exact songs. Yeah. There's no diversity in music. No. And people you, are scared to go into And that. you want to go to a club and you're like, yo, he just busted out some shit from like the early 2000s. Okay. The old school reggaeton, the old school bachatas, Hip-hop. old school salsas. Shit. I wouldn't mind a fucking cumbia on a goddamn set. I mean, it depends the club. It don't fucking matter. It depends the club. <laughs> it does depend the club. But even still, right? You you expect to go somewhere, and whether it's a it's a private event or it's a club, you want to be like, oh shit, like, yo, the music was good. Like it was it was really fucking good. But some clubs don't give me that vibe. Some clubs. It's not the club. It's, it's the, the DJ. DJ. Yes. Think about that. Because there's some venues that I've gone to. Amazing. Amazing venues. Amazing. Trash DJ. I'm sorry. Trash yeah. DJ. It's like, it's like I cringe every time I hear a transition. Like even when I told you that one time I went to a club. Place was packed. There was a lot of patrons there. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I was supposed to get on. But the DJ in front of me didn't do their job properly. And I feel like as an, if you're opening as a DJ... You should be able to maintain a crowd without having to play hits. Yeah. If you know how to DJ properly, you should be able to play, maintain a crowd and not be able to play hits. Yeah. Because that's technically not your job. Right. But we're in an age now where you go to a club at 10 o'clock at night when the doors just open and you have the fucking DJing playing uh, fucking... Let's, let's just say City Girls right now. Yeah. Which is the hottest song in the club right now. For or, what? Or The Baby, you know? For what though? Yeah. For nobody. What do, you, what do you take? What do you take out of that? Nothing. You just you you're trying to outshine somebody, and it shouldn't be. No, having no, it's, to not, it's not. I'm sorry. It's not outshining. It's just you're not open enough. You don't know what to play. So you think, oh, I'm gonna drop this hitter. It's gonna get people going. Uh, okay, it happens. If it works out, it works out. But then what's next? You can't keep hitting header. Um, excuse me. Hits and hits and hits all the time. Like you, you're right. You're gonna outshine the headliner. Which is, that's why we have a headliner. But, I mean, but the thing is, like, it's like, you have a headliner, and I, that's the headliner's job. Right. Whether they book a radio DJ, mm-hmm. whether they book, you know, a local, a lo- like, a, a, like a local DJ that's really good. But, like, I've known that, like, I've, when I first started opening up, right? Right. I've gotten taught by a certain DJ, hey, look, you don't, you're not supposed to do this, right? And then from there, I kind of learned, like, okay, like, I'm not going to play hits. I'm not going to. 
I'm not going to be that DJ that tries to play all the fucking hits. No, I started playing old school stuff. And then as the time starts to get closer to my set ending and the headliner getting on, then I start to come in with like stuff from a couple years ago, stuff that hit a couple years ago, right. because it, it helps then when the headliner gets on. And if I did my job correctly, everybody's drunk, already semi drunk on the dance floor. The dance floor is packed. Nobody wants to go sit down and dance. And it's a continuation of that. But if I have to come in as a headlining DJ and clean the mess up, <laughs> by the time I clean the mess up, my set's done. Yeah. And then the closer has to headline. <laughs> Not even that. I don't even think the headline, the closer has to, but he has to calm the crowd down now because That's true. it's what, let's call it, if a nightclub, let's say nightclubs close at 2.30, right? Mm -hmm. Certain areas in New Jersey. Right. 2.30, 2.45, the latest. Right. By two, let's call it two, if I'm done at 1.30, he gets to play 30 minutes of whatever he wants to play. He has to start calming the crowd down now. Yeah. Because you don't want somebody to start fucking fighting yeah, by the rowdy. time they leave. Yeah, like, exactly. Like it's, it's, it's. Like I said, I, there's been times where headliners came up to me and be like, yo, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be playing this. Oh, oh, my bad. I, sorry. Let me just switch it up real quick. And that, you know, it's just like, all right, that's not, I'm not, I'm not supposed to do that. That's a big no-no, you know? All right, cool. Another headliner. Oh, for example, I opened up for uh, Halloween night. Uh, I think it was this year, I believe. This yeah, year, yeah. Right? Yeah, Halloween night, 46 Lounge in Totowa. I opened up for um, Envy. Yeah, DJ Envy. Was it Envy for Halloween? Yeah, I think it was Envy from Power. And um, I opened up. I did open set for Envy. And apparently, Envy told the promoter that I did a good job. So I was like, cool. I, mind you, I didn't play his genre, which is hip-hop. You know, top, you know, all that top 40, I heart stuff. You know, I played my reggaeton, old school, dembo, you know, some Spanish songs here and there. But I kept the crowd going. But that's what you need to do, though. If you and, and it's good recognition when you have somebody that's, you know, established themselves as this headlining DJ when, you know, they go, they did their job. Right. They did what they're supposed to do. And, you know, and it makes you look good. Yeah, because it's gonna be like, well, we know we can bring this guy back because, or I know I can work with him because he knows how to do his job. He can set the crowd, the vibe. He can set the vibe for the headliner. And most people can't do that. No, which is sad to say. No, everybody no. wants that headlining shine. Everyone, every it's easy to be a headliner. It is with it's the music that's out. Be, honestly, for me, a harder thing is for a closer. Yeah, I hate closing. Oh yeah, but the only reason why I love to take it is because you know it's still at the end, little end of the night. Sometimes I have like private events or I come late from work. I still got time to pack up my stuff and go to the club like at 1.30 in the morning close the and close the night simple and go to sleep. Afterwards. Which is a little bit more easier if you think about it though. Closing the night because yeah, you're playing maybe let's call it like 30 minutes of, of heavy hitting like that, the hits. And then you have that, you know, 30 to 45 minutes to kind of calm the crowd down. And usually like whatever you decide to play or whatever the crowd is, but it's still just... It's easing down. Nobody's gonna leave if you're playing the right music. You can still keep the club, club playing. Yeah, and people are like, people are just jamming. Yeah. Like I've seen you do like R and B sets at the end of the night. Yeah, and people are vibing to it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, so more of the story is, if you're opening or a closer, set the mood right. Let's not play headlining tracks. Do your fucking job. Easier way to say it. Yes, but I said it in a nice way. He says it in a rough. What? Tough love, I give a love. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys had a great time. And uh, 
if you guys are listening and you guys need a sponsor, I do need a sponsorship. So if you guys would love to get shout outs, be sure to hit me up on my email at the T H E D J boy at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on social media at the DJ boy. Would you like to give your info? Yeah, my uh, my Instagram is at DJ Maravilla. That's DJ M A R V I A on Instagram. Like I can't la Maravilla. Hey. <laughs> and and um yeah, if sponsors you you know hit me up, we can talk. And so this is a pilot, so we should be coming up with a first official episode. And who's gonna be our guest? I don't know. That's what we're going to figure out. But we're going to have a nice DJ lineup for everybody. Yes. Uh, definitely a lot of local DJs in the area. Yeah. Um, you know, some retired, some still in the game. Veterans. And you can kind of see the, the differences in, 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 in thoughts yeah. from guys who used to DJ, guys that are still or in the girls. game. Girls as well, because you know. there are some female DJs. Yes. Oh, I know a couple. Yeah, um, they're really good. But this is... Um, Feel the Night Podcast... And thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. See ya.